0: Welcome back to the Inspiring Incompetence Podcast, where we put the dick in indictment. How's oh, everybody doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> we'll we'll see we'll see how well that aged by the time this episode comes out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's see. We are still in lovely Gallowspire, and you guys just destroyed the simulacrum. Of tarbafon mm-hmm. he, he was he was something but i guess you, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you you found several uh several goodies stashed in a hidden compartment in his throne because you guys are it would appear to be in the throne room of the whispering tyrant right now like that 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 fact kind of got sidelined with everything else going on the last couple sessions, but I feel like that's a pretty big, pretty big fucking deal right now. Yeah? Yeah, I, I believe. Yeah. So, one of the things you found was, well, I'll, I'll go over all of them real quick. Uh, You found a ruby and gold lens worth 1,500 gold, uh, and you guys made rolls to yeah, like, we piece did, we together did we with these out. are four, right? Yeah, yeah, we
1: already, like... ...handed shit out.
0: Yep, okay. So, yeah, that's a a focus component for the uh, analyzed wyomer spell. You found four pieces of ivory worth 50 gold each, which are focus components for the Legend Lore spell. You found a silver mirror worth 1,000 gold, which is a focus for a scrying spell. You also found a diamond worth 5,000 gold, which can be used in a bunch of different spells. And finally, at the very bottom of this compartment... uh, You almost missed it. You found a Harrow card... And Utrid would recognize the desert, the very same card that he himself has been carrying around in his pocket ever since the Dead Roads. Oh, that he yeah. He picked it up from Kishikish's Manor of Nine Eves. Which is the first thing
1: that Utrid's going to do is put his hand in his pocket, see if his card's there.
0: Yeah, uh, you reach into your pocket and you pull out the desert card. And seeing you do this, Kishikish starts to like... Like rifle through his robes that he's wearing, and he's like looking everywhere and like turning out some pockets, and he looks he looks back at you, Uhtred, and he says, "Is that is that my card?"
1: Is he referencing the one in Uhtred's hand?
0: He's referencing the one that you pulled out of the throne.
1: Uh, I don't think it is, Kishikish. Mine. From your deck is still right here. This happens to be another one, it looks like. Arginus starts looking through
2: his pockets. Oh, oh, I uh, hope I didn't misplace
0: something. (laughs) (laughs) You don't, you don't understand, Uhtred. Uh, I, after you departed from Nine Eves, I acquired a new deck, and I've been using the desert card from that deck to communicate with you ever since you got back to the material plane.
1: Well, I didn't know you were using your own desert card, but I mean that's I've been writing on my card to send you messages,
0: so Hi, <laughs> uh, and I same Uh I mean, are you missing your desert card? Is, I just looked everywhere. I don't have it on me. And he he approaches you and like holds his hand out to, to take it. I
1: I hand him that one. I wanna cast the detect magic on it too. Well, we did find you in that furnace. So, you said you had already attempted to take down Tarbfan. Maybe they took it off of you. Uh,
0: yes, perhaps. Uh, he's like looking. He's like looking at like front to back and like just holding it in both hands. And he like closes his eyes. Looks like he's like focusing on it. Uh, Arginus, you're looking through your stuff, and uh, like I assume you're looking through your your Harrow deck, and you don't. Yeah, you don't find any missing cards. Oh, okay. Oh, oh I thought I ever misplaced something. <laughs> and af- uh, after a, a moment, Kishikish, Kish, uh, he opens his eyes and says, Yes, yes, I'm certain of it. This is my card. That-, that fouled son of a gun took it off of me. What could he possibly benefit from this? Well, maybe he
1: was trying to take a page out of Geb's book. Hmm do something like they did with taika back there i mean I, I have been updating you on what's going on and where we have been headed <laughs>
2: uh if you don't mind if i can chime in uh Keish what was the last update that you had from uh utrid <laughs> uh, maybe somebody's playing a little bit of a a game with us if you will
0: the, the last thing I remember receiving from Utrid was the news that Vigil had fallen. I informed him that, well, shit was getting crazy in the boneyard. Yeah, I That's remember. also the
1: last thing I sent to you and the last response I had received.
0: Uh, at this point, uh, anybody who would like to can give me a Knowledge Arcana or Spellcraft check.
1: Ooh, they're the same. What's everyone else rolling, so we can roll different ones?
3: I was going to say, you do Uh, one, I'll do the other, Nick.
1: (laughs) Okay. I'm doing Arcana. I'll also do Arcana. 23 Uh, for me. Oh. 29 for Uhtred. 26 Spellcraft. A
2: 21 for Spellcraft.
1: Not bad, boys.
0: I love how Thalias and Arginus rolled. Kind of good. And they got the lowest two rolls after Uhtred and Thalias rolled. Uh, three and a seven. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they both
1: rolled in double digits. We've rolled singles. So
0: yep. Uh you're kind of looking at all of these, uh, all these factors. You've got the the harrow card. You've got these different focus materials. You know what spells most of them go to. Kisha Keisha's harrow card is certainly a unique item. Uh, it's definitely not something that you can just like purchase at a store or like engineer yourself it's you know just something that uh, it's not your standard hero card yeah and you you detected magic a little bit ago but you didn't besides the the auras of everything that you would have expected them to be around you didn't you didn't see any un, unexpected auras and you definitely didn't see any around either of the hero cards that said, uh, with a spell like analyze Dwayomer, the the functions and properties of this card could potentially be unlocked. And then you've got the focus materials for legend lore. It's possible that upon finding this hero card, Tarbafon, or maybe even just his simulacrum unlocked its its functionality and was actually able to like, View the backlog of the messages exchanged between these two cards and through oh. and through that learned about you guys and then learned more about you guys with I'm the Tyka spells like legend lore. And perhaps that was how he was able to know so much about you, even going so far as to set up this elaborate gotcha moment when you first entered the throne room including having yando there and the corpses and or bodies of pretty much everybody that you've that has joined you at one point or another and also had an ball on your adventure so far
4: what a bastard
0: now was it tarbeth himself or just a simulacrum and if it was just a simulacrum did the simulacrum share any of this information with Taraphon himself of before you guys did. showed up. You have you have no way to know for sure. Well, but we, we you're... found
1: Kishakish like at least a day or two ago. So... Yes,
0: I, I think three days ago now. So
1: I would assume he shared this information. It's, how does it should
3: be assumed that Taraphon has all of that information himself? Like if well, how, if he doesn't, does sim- that's simulacrum simulacrum good for us. Work, but...
0: It's like a completely separate creature. There's no like special, uh, there's no special connection between the simulacrum okay. and the caster. But if you're powerful enough to create a simulacrum, you're you probably also able to have a way to communicate across vast distances.
1: Yeah, and I'm assuming Tarvaan probably did this, so like a version of him is still in Galospire running things, like. He's not just like, oh yeah, here have my old base of operations.
0: Different guy that has my face, right? And and like a simulacrum knows that it is a simulacrum. Like it's not like like if the if the original Tarbethon showed up, the simulacrum wouldn't be like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> it's not a Buzz Lightyear thing going on. Yeah. So yeah, that with your twenty nine knowledge Arcana Utrid. Uh, you're, you're putting all, all this together as a possible, if not likely, set of very unusual circumstances that all culminated in this big fight that you guys just had. To be honest, I uh, guess I kind of always
1: assumed that Tarbophon was aware of us. I really stopped to think about it. I don't know how he would be. We didn't leave anybody in the Bastion of Light, and... Vigil was completely annihilated. Well, maybe some of the undead saw us leaving in, on the river, but maybe I've been giving him too much credit all this time. I just figured, as strong and powerful as
0: everyone's made him out to be, he just would have known. Too much credit, Alexi says. He he didn't even care about us. We we weren't we weren't even on his to-do list.
1: I'm not so sure he was necessarily telling us the truth about that but well, why if, would we
3: be we're just you know one random psychopomp that he already beat already an elk I, that can talk and five random people
1: I mean the like hell I would he bother with us for maybe I've been giving him too much credit all this time but I mean we truly are his own creations well, all of us only exist because of ...him using those sh- pieces of the shattered shield of Arneson. I mean, one could say we, he is the creator of his own undoing.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> that's yet to be seen, but I like where your head's
1: at. No, I mean, it, its I'm almost certain of it, Tia Blith. When, when we first made it back from the Dead Roads... ...I might—I did not believe that, but... ...since then, every time someone with an old falls... Another replaces him or her. I'm starting to truly believe that Tarbafan has been the key to his own demise. If we all fall, I almost assuredly there will be more to stand in our place.
0: Well, I, I can't say that for certain, Uhtred. But I, I suppose that just the vast number of deaths that this radiant fire has caused, as near impossible chances it has been for someone to receive the the, the powers of these oballs. there have been just so many deaths that perhaps there are still more people out there
1: we just only tend trying to grow the more he
0: uses one of them the more he gains the more he's going to lose and as as to your stakes in all of this and he kind of glances at Elsie, who's like, just kind of shaking her head hopelessly. Uh, you you need look no further than any like gestures to the, the room at large to to this, that whole song and dance he put on for us. And he, perhaps, you are not part of his plans. But the fact that he felt the need to go through all of the trouble just to try to get under your skin, well, I think that's. Evidence enough that you have gotten under his. I have to agree with you, Kishikish.
1: I don't think we were part of his plans, but we are far from insignificant. Wait, I
3: just thought of something here. Uh, Psychobomb, did you fight Tarbavan himself, or did you fight that thing? And Teoblith
0: points to the, the pile of ectoplasm on the floor. My name is Kishikish. And if you would like to have a conversation with me, you can use my name. <laughs> you, lost, <laughs> you lost to the fake one. <laughs> I wonder how efficient you think being purposefully antagonistic is.
2: <laughs> well, uh, there's definitely a creamy center, center somewhere in there. He saved my life a couple of times.
1: <laughs> you just got to get used to him. Mm.
0: An acquired
1: sh- taste, for sure. I found treating him much like Tarbalfon works quite well. Let him think he's as important as he is when, in reality, he's not half as important.
0: Well, uh, so what are we going to do now, Elxie? takes a step forward.
1: Well, nothing's really changed, has it? We still need to find some something to power
0: the controls to the witch gate, right? Uh, and. You're sure that that's not any of the things that we already found? And she, like, looks back over at the throne. Kind of, like, hopefully. Oh, yeah, that looks exactly like it'll fit
3: on that podium where the Witchgate control was. No, we haven't found it yet. We need to keep looking. And, actually, on that note, uh, you know, time is spell
0: duration, so, uh, (laughs) we should keep moving. It is indeed. You wasted plenty of it instead of just saying no to Elxie's question. Before we get moving, though, could
1: someone give me a little life juice? Oh, I guess I could do that. Does other people need healing or is it just Uhtred? I don't think anyone really took damage other than Uhtred. Uh,
2: I have a uh, symbol of scrying (laughs) that I can can do, and uh, it would cost nothing. I can just uh, leave a nice patchwork here. And, uh, see if somebody comes to try to retrieve said card. I
3: don't know. I figured anyone that was going to retrieve it is a puddle of goo over there right now. If Tarbethon himself thought it was important, he wouldn't have left it here.
2: Well, uh, he might have a connection to his, uh, to his friend, the pile of goo over there. Uh, maybe
0: he knows that he's dead right now. Just waiting to see what, what we do. Real quick, Tom... Uh, the symbol of scrying is that just a spell that you know yes okay Uh, as to it costing nothing it does cost mercury and phosphorus plus powdered diamond and opal worth a total of 1000 gold not for me um I have (laughs) I have uh,
2: make hole don't you know I have (laughs) I have a fortune teller upon taking this feat uh chooses uh Choose a focus item for your divination magic, a harrow deck, or some such item. Whenever I cast a spell from the divination school, uh, you may use this focus item instead of the spell's material components, as long as the cost of the material component is no more than a thousand gold pieces. If you choose no to way. perform the spell using your focus item and the spell's normal material component, uh, regardless of that component cost, you may uh, you cast a spell. At a plus one caster level. So I do cast it at a plus... At at a seventh level spell.
0: Alright, very cool. Uh, One other thing. It is a ten minute casting time. Tom, you didn't didn't read the the fine print.
3: (laughs) It's up to you guys. I mean, I'm all for trying that, but maybe we should continue... Rather than wasting more time of our, our existing spells, we should keep moving and... Maybe do that before
1: we set up camp for the night.
2: Uh, that's that's totally fair. <laughs>
1: uh, the idea, Argenus, but it actually might be more valuable if we do that in the Witchgate Control Pyramid.
2: Oh, very clever, Otrid. <laughs> I know I can always count on you. Well, it's a team effort. I agree. And I throw my arms around uh, both uh, 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 t and... Um, uh, Uhtred.
1: Yes. flies away before you my, get close. My two
2: best friends. Oh, where are you going,
1: buddy? Utrid <laughs> doesn't pull away. I'll let you throw his arm around him.
2: Yes. My number one best friend.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh... Your number one best friend. Utrid says kind of nervously as if, please don't ask me my number one best friend. <laughs>
4: So, potentially a minor hiccup on the healing front. Uh, I'm currently the war, uh, or the fighting champion. Oh, so, make I don't me know ask any... the elf for healing. Do <laughs> I, have... I don't know any healing spells. <laughs> you do I know lay, on hands. lay on hands. That's 4d6. Yeah. Okay. Well, how many, D- how many d6s are you missing? <laughs> it seems like maybe a lot.
1: Uh, 47. Basically a little over half.
4: Okay. All right. The lay on hands probably work. That's
0: thir- that's about 13 D6s, by the way.
4: <laughs> Let
1: me see maybe a lay of hands. I might have a potion I can drink, too.
4: I'm like, where the shit are my healing spells? <laughs> like, I, don't, I know I'm a healer.
1: <laughs> I, I don't want to really use the spike, because Utrid's the only one yeah. that needs it, and that feels like we got to save
4: that for when we all need it. So, yeah, lay on hands? Yep. Slap me. 4d6.
1: 16. Ooh, not bad, not
4: mm-hmm. bad. So I was going to tell you to yeah, <laughs> divide by 2. 8.
1: <laughs> it's like, oh, good roll, good roll. And that doesn't uh, feel good. Uh, <laughs> it does clean up some of this non-lethal, though. And by some, I mean all.
3: Uh, I'll hit you with
1: a cure serious before we get out of here, too.
3: 27, cut in half, is 13.
1: All right, I'll, uh, I'll make that work.
0: All right, so... From here, you have three different avenues that you could take. You could go to your immediate west, where the room you're in kind of curves from north to southwest. And there's a a narrow tunnel, narrow hallway that leads into the darkness. Uh, Back the other direction, the the way you came from, to the southeast, you hit that four-way intersection where you you could take a right and that leads you back to the theater. Or you could go left, and that takes you straight east to a hallway that leads into darkness. Or you could just go straight, and that leads you past that uh, like guard watch that you uh, found uh, that cool shovel at. And that leads south, and that just goes also to a tunnel that leads to darkness.
4: Hey, Utrid, uh, I'm giving you another land hands, because I found out how many I have, and it's a bunch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm going to give myself one too, so... Uh, you get uh Ooh. 10 and I'll just get the six then
1: that was kind to you thank you
4: all right well uh deal with
3: kind of teallith points to the off to the west thing well I guess we should probably just continue around the ring for now right okay
0: might as well also uh, uh Joe uh, you've got you've got a pretty nice uh 10 minute per level heroism spell that you could utilize
4: yeah then i'd have to use a spell slot what know. else are you using a month? <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe i will use
4: heroism it's, uh... it's basically basically my idea so yeah. <laughs> yeah totally let's find out what it does ah yes plus two morale bonus on attack rolls saves and skill checks and we all know who the hero is so uh, i'll go ahead and cast that on myself
0: Damn, what a good idea. Take a hero point. <laughs> <laughs> by which I'm I mean flushed with resources. By which I mean take a heroism.
3: Uh server so knows everyone has twenty-six minutes of resist energy.
0: Hell yeah, brother. Everybody? No.
1: All PCs. <laughs> and party NPCs.
0: Oh,
3: yeah. I did hit Keisha Keish with it. <laughs> You're so sad Because it.
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck. You, you should be ashamed of yourself.
3: Okay. So, all of the PCs have 21 minutes of it, and Keisha and Elxi have 20 minutes. Ha, <laughs> that'll show them. <laughs> because it's 130-minute duration divided among all the people that get it. So, it's 130 minutes divided six ways. Oh, actually... Ha! Huh. It doesn't even divide evenly. It's 10 minutes per level, but the duration is divided in 10 minute intervals among the creatures touched. Ah. So you all have 20 minutes, and Teoblith has 30.
0: Nice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and by you all, that is not including Kish, Kish, and Elxie, correct? No, Kish, Kish, and Elxie and all the PCs have 20 minutes. Oh, okay. Tia Blith, Tia Blith has 30.
4: Hey, you guys know uh, that uh, music artist Kesha... Uh, she spells her name with a dollar sign. I always thought Keisha Keish. That's how he would spell his gotcha. name. <laughs> Keisha Keish with dollar signs. Keisha Cash.
0: <laughs> well that's all I'm gonna see it now.
4: Alright, well, ready when you guys are. Yeah, all right. I'm all set. Uh, not going
3: first, but I'm ready to go. Who's going uh, first? As
4: as the resident man who's died the most, I think I'll go first. You have the most Just, experience.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so you guys head down the hallway to the west. Yep. It's pretty narrow, uh, especially considering how spacious this place has been since you got here. Uh, it's just a five-foot-wide hallway, uh, and the whole thing just kind of, like, curves. Like, you're, you're in, like, almost like a big circle uh, where the throne room is at 12 o'clock, and you guys are going counterclockwise counterclockwise around and halfway along this narrow hallway there's this little niche uh to your left and you see a uh you see a a, a stone statue depicting tarbat Fong.
4: of course i would no. stop and take a look at that
0: yeah is it yeah. is it
3: holding anything is it striking a weird pose
4: jewels for eyes perhaps or uh maybe a mustache just asking to be drawn on it (laughs)
0: uh it's not holding anything it's not striking a weird pose uh it seems to just be you know he's just standing stoically uh there there there's currently no mustache drawn on the face but oh not for long can i detect magic before we get near this thing uh no, you can detect magic once you get close to it.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm standing directly in front of it, so if there's devil magic coming out of it, I'm, I'm already done.
0: Uh you are not depic- you're not picking up any magical auras, but you can make a knowledge arcana or spellcraft check. Oh yeah. That's better. Thirty-five.
1: Yeah. Eighteen. Uh should oh, I- thirty eight on spellcraft.
0: Our genius got twenty seven on spellcraft. <laughs> Alright, uh, so Teoblith, Arginus, and utrid would be aware of the spell, Enter Image. You gain a dim impression of the activities around any object bearing your face or form, and can also project your consciousness into one such object at a time, allowing you to observe or even interact with nearby creatures. The spell allows you to leave your body and subconsciously monitor the immediate area around any depiction of your image, whether one, hundreds, or even thousands. Each such image has the full range of your normal senses sight hearing smell etc and you can make a perception check to notice anything occurring nearby the however the spell has a range of 50 feet per level uh although it's whispering tyrant so who knows he, he kind of breaks the rules for spell casting but you're you're looking at the statue it's definitely not the first statue you've seen of the whispering tyrant there's four humongous statues surrounding the uh the Witchgate uh pyramid uh And it kind of dawns on you, perhaps all these statues are spaced throughout Galaspire as a means of the Whispering Tyrant kind of keeping tabs on his domain without having to constantly, you know, move around himself.
4: Ain't that some bullshit.
0: Old wizard got lazy in his age. That's one word for it. So, uh, you want to knock it over or something? (laughs) We should turn it around. (laughs) Ha! Ha!
4: I try and turn it around.
0: Uh, it is uh, like it's like built out of the like the same stone that the the entire dungeon is, so it's like attached to the floor. Well, what's my lifting capacity? <laughs> <laughs> I lift up the earth. <laughs> okay,
4: I mean well, if I'll settle re- for giving him a mustache.
0: If if you really want to, you can like take some time and like destroy this thing or like. Lumber- nah, give
4: it a lift. See that it's, it is the floor. Yeah, <laughs> and then, I just uh, defile it with a little mustache. All right, You'd smear some sh- smear some crap on it, like charcoal or something.
0: Is it like a what kind of mustache? Is it like a curly mustache, like a Hitler stash, or like a big <laughs> handlebar mustache? Uh, it's a crudely drawn uh handlebar,
4: like you would put on like a like a a yearbook or something.
0: Nice. All right, so. You guys proceed down this uh hallway. All told it's about seventy feet with the curve before it opens back up into another large chamber. Before we get
2: into that large chamber, um I'm gonna do greater invisibility.
4: It's always funny when one person in the party goes invisible. It's like, alright guys, here we go. Let's walk into this room. And then one person disappears and it's like, okay, that we're all, you know, solidarity here.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. Um though there is still a a light source on our genus that's uh now just kind of disembodied but I guess considering I your, I give your it level to, it's not I give it like to like somebody else. Here you go. Yep.
2: I can't be seen. <laughs> Who said that?
0: <laughs> All right, so this is a quite a large chamber. It's about 120 feet long. Uh Not counting, like, the curve that it's making with the circle. And rows of glass cases. Display taxidermic humanoid remains, most bearing crude stitching and glassy eyes as they stand in awkward poses. Smaller macaw objects such as jawbones and stretched skins rest in other glass cases.
4: Well, that sucks. I'm gonna get a closer look at, uh... Well these glass cases for sure <laughs> i was gonna say uh does
2: anybody have uh detect evil before we uh head into here
4: yeah it feels pretty evil i don't know
3: i mean with our experience in this place we can probably assume at least one of those things is gonna shamble out and try to take a swing at us
1: <laughs> i'd say that's a safe bet
4: as i'm walking up to the case I have to like take a closer look and uh Tia Blitz suggesting that one of them might jump out and attack us, <laughs> just sort of do like a quick 180, like a, uh, like yeah, 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 of course, of course. Let's not
0: get too close to any of these. So, you guys move a little ways into the room, and the the darkness of Gallowspire, I'll remind you, is uh, very oppressive. It's having the light radius, the light radii of our uh, genus's uh, daylight spell and. Uh, Utrid's light spell or dancing lights whatever he's using only once you like walk a little farther into the room you realize that there's actually another light source deeper into the room that you couldn't see until you got closer to it okay well that's interesting what could that be Uh, standing uh, almost at the other end of the room like the southwestern end uh, surrounded by a nimbus of bright light. The strange creature looks like something like an emaciated child with clawed hands. It looks like if you took the classic like gray alien that you know you would see in like any pop culture with like you know just like no no feature it's like featureless except it's got like that big bulbous head Mm -hmm. Uh, and then just give it like crazy 80s hair metal hair and <laughs> then, uh, out of its eyes and mouth, it's like a glowing furnace. Oh,
2: um,
1: I'm
0: oh gonna my.
2: cast ectoplasmic snare.
1: Yeah, you're just gonna. Yep, he's just gonna do, do it. Do that. Deal with it. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to like I mean, make a knowledge check, or this is or his anything? knowledge check. This is how he's just finding information out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I definitely like to know what this thing is. This Anybody who wants to can give me a knowledge planes check.
4: 29. 37. Oh, this is my jam. Ha. 21.
0: Oof. Dang. Yeah, that's rough, Joe. You missed it by one. Uh, what? Utrid uh, and Tia Blithor, uh identify this creature Ow. as a shining child, uh, it is an outsider. Uh, Creatures of burning light and strange geometry Shining children are a terror to behold Uh, Beyond the flares of energy that constantly burst from their forms The creatures are vaguely humanoid With strange hands that each bear four fingers Uh, Utri can ask two questions And Teoboth can ask four questions Any DR? No DR Any energy, immunity, or resistances? Uh, you know that their, uh, defenses against, uh, energy types includes fire, cold, and sonic. Oh, wow. Fire, cold, sonic, that really
1: only leaves, uh, acid. Yeah. Electricity.
3: And electricity, yeah.
0: Um, how do they perceive? They have dark vision out to 120 feet. Okay. How do they move? Uh, They have a 30-foot move speed and a 50-foot fly speed. Okay, that's unfortunate.
3: Um, Give me some offensive
0: ability. You know about their aura of of blinding light. Shining Child can radiate a 60-foot radius of blinding light as a free action. Creatures within the affected area must succeed at a fortitude save or be permanently blinded. A creature that successfully saves cannot be affected again by the same Shining Child's Aura for 24 hours. Okay. Uh, Do they cast spells in any way? Yes, they do. They have a number of spell-like abilities. I'm going to give you four of them. You know that once per day they can cast Scintillating Pattern, uh, which is an eighth-level sorcerer spell. Oof. Uh, Twisting Pattern of... uh, horror skating colors 8th level reading level too Uh, (laughs) weaves through the air affecting creatures within Uh, that is a 20 foot radius spread Uh, this is basically color spray but for high levels yeah you know it has greater teleport at will
4: (laughs) well good call on the spell there Matt seems like it might be important to
0: know Uh, you know that 3 times per day you can cast greater dispel magic uh, and that was three, right? Yeah, you know, one more. Yep. Yeah, you know, once per day you can cast Symbol of Insanity. Oh goodness. Okay, that's fun information. So, you guys are walking into this room, and just kind of bleeding out from the darkness. It's like at first it's just like this, like like kind of like blurry, sc- like blurry like like a small blurry uh, area of light that just kind of like pokes out from like the the obscuring darkness and then like as you get like another step closer it gets a little bit bigger and a little bit sharper and then you take another step a little bit bigger a little sharper until like this creature is the 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 aura of light that it's emitting is also being dampened by gallospire but it's otherwise got like a 30-foot-wide aura of light around itself. And once you get a little ways into the room, Arginus's daylight aura, like whoever he gave that rock to, and the Shining Child's light aura are kind of like, almost like touching each other to the point where like you can just, everybody can see everybody. And the Shining Child turns its head to all of you, And it lets out this haunting, echoing screech. Like, at the top of its lungs, it echoes off of, like, every wall of this chamber. And it flies into a rage as it prepares to attack you. Everybody roll initiative. What do you mean? Uh, (sighs) uh, what, What kind of outsider is this? It's not like of like a race of outsiders it's an outsider with the evil and extra planar subtypes that's it okay
2: are we skipping over the fact that I cast that
0: spell or you don't get to just cast a spell out of combat unless like they don't see you coming and you guys all saw each other at the same time like yeah you said that but like all of this stuff was happening at the same time like you didn't get the jump I
4: don't know he did say it he
0: did say it but we can <laughs> you only know say that's so many, how I operate it we can only say so
3: many things at once Yeah, basically, like as soon as you saw this thing, it also saw you. So now we're rolling for initiative to see who acts first.
0: (laughs) All right, initiative six. Pretty good, pretty good. Utrid, thirteen. Okay, Tealith, eight.
1: When I rolled that thirteen, I didn't think I was going to be leading the pack here. Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) and Arginus.
3: Uh, that's a four. Uh, question before we get started here. Uh, this You said this thing had, like, this 60-foot blinding aura thing. Um,
0: that is halved in Gallowspire.
3: I was going to say, like, would, would I know if that was
1: halved or not? Okay. We can avoid it by shutting our eyes?
4: Uh, that's how I fight anyway, so that's perfect. S-
0: uh, yeah, if you shut your eyes, you will not be affected by it. Okay. Up first unfortunately for her, is Elksy.
4: Oh, boy. I wonder what she's going to do. How deep in the playbook are we going? There's page one, charge in and fight it,
0: and then that's it.
1: It's really more of an infograph than a book.
0: (laughs) Elksy is going to spend her turn getting out of the narrow hallway uh, and then just kind of readying herself, not really sure, what's going to happen next but she's just making herself ready oh, okay up next is a shining child <laughs> and it flies it was kind of like sort of behind one of these display cases at the far end but it just deftly zooms around that and then flies north nearly closing the distance to Thalias. Uh, shut but, my eyes uh, I think that's something that you would have had to do on your turn.
1: Really? That feels like an immediate action type of thing. And seeing... I mean, you're
0: flat-footed, you haven't really had a chance to, like, take in the situation. And I feel like that's how we've, uh, handled, like, gaze attacks. Like, you decide what to do on your turn regarding it. Uh, give me, give me a reflex save. Ooh, true. If closing your eyes is your goal.
1: 31. Oh,
4: ho, 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 ho. All right. fastest eyelids in the west
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right so utrid manages to close his eyes in time uh but like even through your eyelids like it's like someone's shining a flashlight right in your face like you can see this bright light and it the, the light was apparent when it was across the room now that it's like right on top of you guys it really is like it's like fucking floodlights right in your face. Uh, is very oppressive and aggressive. However, the radius is halved for being in Gallowspire, so Teoblith and Kishikish as of this moment are outside of the radius. Utrid closed his eyes, but I'm going to need Tholias, Elxy, and Arginus to give me fortitude saves.
1: Yep. Wait, can I close my eyes too? Here's going to be my argument for why everyone should be. Because it was a knowledge, and we knew going into this that that was a thing. With it running up 50 feet before it got in range, feels like you'd have enough time to shut your eyes. I mean,
0: reflex, making reflex saves made sense to me too. See, it feels like... cause In the moment that you guys saw it, you made your knowledge checks and... You conveyed all that information to each other, and you rolled initiative, and combat started. So, like, all of that happened at once. And this thing thing was up first, and it just immediately... Well, Elksy was up first, but this all is supposed to be happening, like, at the same time, more or less. And so, like, that's, like, such a classic movie thing, like... Like whatever you do, don't look in its eyes. And in the time it takes you to do that, the person has already like turned their head to look at it in the eyes. And they're like, oh, <gasps>
4: I'm going to say me specifically definitely did not close my eyes because I was up against the I was up against the uh, glass case there. And, like looking at it and then got the advice hey something's gonna attack us in here you know one of these is gonna spring to life like oh right 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 and then I was all vigilant you know for something that might attack and then I just see a big shining light like oh what is that I'm paying attention to it and then it just comes at me like there's no way <laughs> but I think I think people behind me would have a, a little more you know and ones that made their knowledge checks.
1: Also if they close their eyes they're not getting off like Penalty-free, right? They're still dealing with some kind of negative for not being able to look and see what they're doing.
0: Right. So, Argenus, if you would like to make a reflex save to close your eyes in time, you can. But just know that on your turn, your eyes are going to be closed and you're not going to be able to like just act with impunity or target this thing with a spell effect. Unless it's like an AoE or something without opening your eyes. And at oh, that that's point, true, Tom. You, would need you did to say a that. Save.
4: Tom, you did say that you were like, casting that spell or whatever. I don't know that. I mean, unless you're not doing that. But if you were I mean, casting that I spell.
2: <laughs> right, but like the problem is that now that time's passed, I wasn't allowed to get that. Like My goal I was gotcha. to have a peaceful start to that with, like, oh, just I gotcha. set a trap there, have them glued <laughs> to it. See if we can. Yeah, that's what I was uh, like a Throw a lasso like...
1: around him. We come in peace. <laughs> no, a little, yeah. you know, peaceful bondage.
0: That's all.
2: Yeah, that's all. Uh, I get. I get what you're saying. Well, if yep. you ha-
0: if you changed what you wanted to do in that time and want to close your eyes, go ahead and give me a reflex save.
2: I'll give you my fortitude save.
0: All right. Oh, oh my. Ooh, my hero.
2: Oh,
4: Twenty six. Good lord. I stare you right in the eyes, demon. I rolled a twenty-seven, and I hoped that was enough. But now that Tom rolled a twenty, I kind of hope it's not enough. <laughs> no offense, Tom.
2: I mean,
3: Tom got it either way, and that twenty always passes a saving. Oh, rate. it does what? I didn't
2: know. Now I, know I know really hope that you. Oh no no no! no. Reverses takes <laughs> these backses. You said it
1: out loud, speaking it into uh, existence. I it. Uh, All I, I can picture
3: lived. right now is genus like, like fucking Trump squinting up at the solar eclipse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright so good news uh, both Thalias and Arginus pass bad news Elksy with a 22 is now permanently blind alright all the elk is even <laughs> more useless even, whoa, when, whoa, whoa. even when playing it cautious <laughs> uh, alright so that was the thing's move action Thalias is a 30 beat your touch AC? Uh, I hope not yeah it does Alright, after uh, closing most of the distance, the Shining Child uh, holds a hand out and a beam of light fires from his outstretched hand, and you take forty-one points of fire damage.
4: What oh, in the oh goddamn hell? God. Cut that fortunately, facility. yeah, fortunately, <laughs> oh.
0: you oh, have Google. thirty fire resistance right now, so you only take eleven.
4: Oh, oh that's amazing. <laughs> I knew that was gonna feel good. <laughs>
0: It's like a freaking light show, cause this this room is it's. Pretty, I already made my save. Yep, yep. It's pre- it, this room is pretty dark. Like you've got the daylight spell, and then this thing's aura, but then like the beams of the beam of light that came out of this thing, it's like a whole other level, and it's just like shadows are just flying everywhere from the display cases and uh, out from behind Thalia's when he gets struck with the thing. Uh, but yeah, that was the end of the Shining Child's turn. Up next is Kishikish. I don't know if he wants to risk getting blinded. He's kind of safe right now.
4: He's kind of attached to his, v- his vision. And kind of like he's, not being
0: blind. He's a little fond of it, yeah. <laughs> he's going to cast Invisibility on himself, close his eyes, and then kind of grope his way towards the combat. What a hero. It's, uh, that's Kishikish's turn. utrid
1: Okay, I am going to cast a vampiric
0: touch, and then move up. Now, your eyes are still closed. My eyes are still closed. And you closed your eyes before it stopped moving. Yes, like as it was running up. Yep. So, I'm going to need a perception check from you to try to identify where this thing is without opening your eyes. Would the
4: ultra-blinding attack on me give him uh, maybe some... More clarity?
0: Especially uh, if he can see honestly that, might his throw, honestly, that might throw him off because it's like... Oh, it might be even worse. Ventriloquism throwing <laughs> your voice across the room. Joe, be quiet! you're not
4: helping. <laughs> I thought I was looking for bonuses, turns out.
0: <laughs> I was looking for bonuses. I found penalties.
1: Oh, no. A natural one for a 13.
0: Oof. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that because this thing is so bright... There's no question what direction it is in just, like, kind of swiveling your head, even with your eyes closed. But it's going to take you a full round to close the distance. Okay. All right. So Up next is Teoblith. All right. So
3: Teoblith is going to use his legacy weapon to give his bow Bane Evil Outsider... He's going to close his eyes and rely on his echolocation.
4: Oh, okay.
3: And then he is going to kind of walk forward 10 feet to get into the room. And then he's going to climb 10 feet straight up the wall so he has a clear line against this guy. Since Teoblith now has that cloak of arachnida that Elias discarded in favor of a cloak of resistance. And that is my
2: turn.
0: Elias, I think
4: uh, since I'm immune to its uh, scary light stuff, I'm just gonna take a five foot step up and wail on this thing. Okay. I don't particularly care that it's a child. In fact that makes it even better. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Let's power attack this kid. <laughs> 29er.
0: Sure. A twenty-nine will still hit. Yes, good.
4: Uh sixteen bludgeoning plus nine power. So twenty-five and one acid. And the acid goes through, uh, if I recall. Yes. What's a champion attack? He's it's pretty complex
0: stuff. He's channeling the champion legend, so that makes his attacks different than yeah, but normal.
1: It says attack one, a champion attack, attack two
3: yeah it's it's he fun he functionally has the extra attack from haste but if you were to cast haste on him he would yet have another attack on top of that like champion attack is is kind of like flurry of blows it just gives him an extra attack for a full attack action Gotcha, gotcha gotcha
4: now with that said that champion attack is a really big number and just short of a crit 41.
0: 41 will
4: hit uh 25 and three acid all right and attack number two is a 31 which totally hits for 27 damage and three acid so i absolutely uh oh yeah sorry but that that one's the non-champion attack so i attack champion attack and then my second attack
0: very nice
4: yeah so i just absolutely whirlwind this thing with a shovel and uh i look like a total badass doing it to anyone who doesn't have their eyes closed you're thinking whoa (laughs) i mean yeah you kind of do
1: but I think everyone has their eyes closed. <laughs> I mean, it's like my best attack in <laughs> how long and no one can fucking see
4: it. Well, I, I mean I
3: imagine I have my echolocation going, so I imagine Tealith is just like sending out these pulses of sound and just seeing like just like uh, like, it's like um
4: comic book vision. <laughs> like these west. like high yeah,
0: high Back. impact energy pulses going off. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh Thelias is moving on like the opposite clicks of the echolocation, so <laughs> just sees Thalias moving still, standing still. Yeah. <laughs> uh Argenus saw it though. He's got his eyes open. Yeah. That Perfect. was pretty solid. I uh, thank you, thank you. Good of job. Which, <laughs> it is Argenus's turn. Oh
2: well uh, Argenus is going to uh, he's going to God, he's got two options here do i glitter dust making sure that he stays visible or do i give the haste
3: Uh, i don't think this thing had any sort of like invisibility that we're aware of
4: wasn't it teleport or something it could do something like wild at will it could teleport at will will. yeah Uh, i'll give the
2: i'll give the haste um yeah I'm gonna give the haste, and our genus is going to uh, book it to the other side of this thing.
1: Who got the haste? Were we all in range? You, you,
3: yep, we were all in. Everyone that. but Kishikish.
1: Now is that true, or is that just Matt trying to shit on the psychopomp more? That is true. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on. That's
0: true. Yeah, it it exclu- depends on our preference. <laughs>
1: that's good. He he
3: could exclude Thalias and Utrid instead.
2: No, I'm not gonna do that. That would be
0: goofy. <laughs> yeah, goofy's not our genus' style. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Alright, and that brings us back to Elxy. Ah <laughs> I can't see And Elxy kinda like like bucking her head in a panic, and she's not really gonna do anything. Uh, Shining Child, it kinda recoils back after getting slapped by Thalias. Yeah. Like that. That kid's grounded. Especially after uh it, it blasted Thalys right in the face with its ten D six fire damage and it rolled really well only for Thalies to kinda of absorb three quarters. It only of made it. me
4: stronger and mad
1: <laughs> it's true. Like then you smacked it real hard three times.
0: Yeah. Uh so this thing's gonna like take a five foot step back, it just kinda like floats through the air. And uh, it disappears. Someone should have put glitter on it.
1: Now, (laughs) we kept saying it has greater teleport, greater teleport, but that doesn't work because of the witch gates, right?
0: You're absolutely right. (laughs)
4: <laughs> no right way. There? Nick, that's such a huge bonus you Yo. just found. Take a take like eighteen of uh the highest points. <laughs> Honestly, Ooh, I wasn't uh, even gonna ge- I
3: wasn't even gonna bring that up because I just figured Alex has been you know harping on the witch gates the whole
0: time. He's gonna know if this thing can is, you know, allowed by it or not. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep, no, my bad. Uh <laughs> instead it's gonna cast another spell. Uh it's a fifth level spell, so I think our genus automatically identifies it. It creates a wall of force separating itself from Thalias, Utrid, Elxie, Teoblith, and Kishikish. <laughs> and on the other side of the wall is <laughs> itself and Argenus. Oh, okay, perfect. That sorted itself out. <laughs> uh Tia Blith knows that a wall of force creates an invisible wall of pure force. The wall cannot move and is not easily destroyed. Wall of force is immune to dispel magic. Although mage's disjunction can still dispel. It. it can be damaged by spells as normal, except for disintegrate, which automatically destroys it. It can be damaged by weapons and supernatural abilities, but a wall of force has hardness 30 and a number of hit points equal to 20 per caster level. Woof. Uh, Jeez. Nope. Uh, and you guys don't even have disintegrate. Uh, the caster can form the wall into a flat vertical plane whose area is up to one ten foot square per level the wall must be continuous and unbroken when formed if its surface is broken by any object or creature the spell fails teleportation and the like can bypass it uh, including Dimension Door but ethereal creatures uh, cannot Uh, although I guess Teoblith would be the only person to like he, he, he's the only one that identified the spell because utra has got his eyes closed uh, although genus and uh, Thalias could have certainly rolled for it but Tholias is the only one that can see it because it is an invisible wall but Teoblith's echolocation would uh, inform him of its location alright well that sucks yep uh, up next is Kishikish. Uh and he kind of continues groping his way along the wall He's like, you you guys don't really need my help for this, do you? <laughs> do we ever? Oh. Uh and
1: As far as we know, it hasn't really indicated one way or another if he can see our genus. He's got greater invisibility on.
0: Uh yeah, it hasn't reacted to our genus.
1: But Utrid doesn't know if our genus has any more disintegrate spells on him. Utrid's going to Snap his eyes open.
0: Okay. Give me make a fortitude,
1: fortitude save. save. That he crushes with a 33. Nice. Then he snaps his fingers, produces his staff of frost, and creates a wall of ice directly behind this child demon outsider, ah. pinning him into a five foot hallway between the wall of force and a wall of ice.
4: Damn. Okay, that is fucking awesome. I ran out of uh, points to give you, but if I had any more, man. <laughs> well, I'll take IOUs. All right, yeah. IOUs, Elias,
0: points. All right. Very cool. Uh, For a second, I thought you were going to wall in the top. You
4: have to fight to the death. Yeah, like a hell in the cell a cage match.
0: All right, bliss you're up. Uh so for everybody at home, it's going from north to south, uh, five foot wide hallway, and then it opens up to this chamber, and then about a third of the way down, after uh, we've got Tia Blith, Elxie, Kishikish in the north, and then Utrid and Thalias. And then directly south of Utrid and Thalias is the Wall of Force. Directly south of the Wall of Force is the Shining Child, directly south of the Shining Child is the Wall of Ice. And directly south of the wall of ice is Argenus. And then you've got, like, the other half of the room.
3: Okay. Uh, huh. Uh, <laughs> what's the duration on this thing?
0: A wall of force? Yeah. One round per level. Oh, lovely. Better than minute per level.
4: Yeah. An hour per level? We just <laughs> well, make camp and wait for the it.
1: The other alternative <laughs> is we could uh, dimension door inside, but that sounds terrible because then we're going to be super log jammed.
3: Well, you can dismiss your wall at any time, can't you? Yeah. The ice wall?
1: I could, but that doesn't really allow us access to it.
3: Alright, so what Teobleth is going to do, he's going to scurry down from the wall and run over to where Thalias and Utrid are, and He's going to Dimension Door the three of us to the other side of the room.
1: Okay. Okay.
4: Seems like a good plan.
3: Elon.
1: Okay. Okay. I see where you're going now.
3: And can't do anything after Dimension Door, so that ends my turn.
1: Uh, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Before we lock this in stone, didn't we last time we I put this wall up, I couldn't dispel it and it lasts forever.
4: Oh, That was yeah, like a whole was, thing. What, what was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just, like, hanging out, and there was this huge wall, and we had to go around. Mm-hmm. Why was that, though?
0: Yep, it cannot be dismissed. Yeah, so... <laughs> so...
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to go in between the two <laughs> walls, wait out the duration of the Force of Wall. Well, is Force of Wall
0: dismissible? Yeah, yeah, but the, but the shiny shiny child it. would have to be the one to do it.
3: Fuck it. In the wall we go. In between.
0: My if I'm you don't want to
3: come with me, don't come with me, but... <laughs>
4: I'm coming with you <laughs>
0: Wow
3: And uh, as a swift action I guess it would be before I did The uh, Before I guess Dimension Door t going to use his swift action To activate his mind barrier To give himself uh, 26 temporary HP until his next turn Just in case Nice Alright
4: thalias you're up uh, I think we all know what's about to happen. Five-foot step, shovel pummeling time. <laughs> all right. But now I'm hasted, so...
3: Yep. Oh, Jesus. Beat the, beat the shit out of everybody.
4: <laughs> oh, yes. Jesus Christ. You need to make <laughs> another <laughs> <so> attack, too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right, 31. I'm assuming hits yeah, since it hits. Hit last time. Yep. Okay, perfect. That'll be uh, 24 damage and one acid. All right. Uh, 41 will be uh, 23 damage and 2 acid, and a 34 will be 26 damage and 5 acid.
0: <laughs> wow. Alright, make your acid attack.
4: Okay. Uh, 34 to hit and uh, 23 damage and 3 acid. Are we sure this God is damn. the
1: real Thalias that came back?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys have never seen like you've never seen before, seriously. Apparently it like so. comes back and it's just absolutely using the shovel like it like
0: it, didn't <laughs> like fucking it was miss always a beat. meant to. Thalias right. just absolutely pummels this thing until it is just a bloody mess on the stone floor. <laughs> he is the champion
4: of the world of Gallopsfire. All right, now All right, we've so just got here's, to chill for
0: a minute or two. Yeah, so here's the fun part. Now unless you guys want to burn another dimension door, you're going to have to wait like over 10 minutes for either of these walls to disappear <laughs> well how do we get rid of the ice wall you have to wait for oh well, well uh we could break well, let's through take a look it. yep but uh, you take
1: damage for going for breaking it and going through it I think
0: yes that's right you can break it uh without much hassle but then going through the broken area you'll take 1d6 plus 13 cold damage. Which is a minimal of 14. I got spell slots left. I'll uh
3: communal resist energy ice for the three of us.
4: Oh,
1: yeah. Okay.
2: And I'll just be throwing uh acid cantrips
0: at it. All right. So, yeah. Breaking through it is not a problem. Uh However, <laughs> Kish be- and Elksi <laughs> are on the other side of the wall of force now.
3: Yeah, God. so they're, they're just waiting on that to go away. Well,
1: yep. <laughs> why don't we tell them? Uh, I have a sneaking suspicion this is going to meet back around over here. We could just tell them to go clockwise while we go counterclockwise. We meet back yep. up in uh, K2.
3: We could do that. Is there like, anything? K- <laughs> yeah, Kisha has to guide the blind elk.
0: Is there anything someone can do to help with my eyes before we separate? I got you, Alexy. <laughs> Not from here. Oh. uh actually i think you can. like unless it's a touch oh. uh hold on let me double check i know jar already knows this but I just like to look stuff up just for my own uh, <laughs> yeah well you oh. gotta learn somehow yeah placebo effect is a touched creature so yeah uh unless someone has another spell like remove blindness nope I have
3: uh my purge corruption is like a remove curse or a remove disease or
0: poison but that's it all right um, all right in the meantime uh, why don't you guys give me perception checks because there's a bunch of fun glass cases around here uh, mm-hmm. filled with all sorts of fun stuff
3: that's a 30
0: 17 for trip uh, 15 for the last
2: 19 for our genus
0: all right so these cases are simple glass and easily broken especially as collateral damage in a fight uh, and yeah I'd say the erection of the wall of force and the wall of ice would have broken some of the displays and actually, now that I'm looking at it, uh, there would be just this loud (laughs) issuing from Uh, everywhere in this room as, uh... Quiet down, Elsie! As an auditory (laughs) alarm spell uh, was triggered from the glass breaking, but yeah, yeah, nothing you can do about that except... I guess you can try to dispel it if you really want to. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, some of the glass cases uh, contain humanoid remains, uh, including several, they appear to be, heroes of the Shining Crusade, uh, along with a few nobles from Ustalav and a Farisian fortune teller, uh, all without any labels to indicate their identity. Uh, most of what remains of each is simply their tanned flesh with stuffing and metal frameworks within. Uh, there isn't enough material from any of the original bodies for spells like speak with dead or raise dead to function. Uh, while the bodies here are unidentifiable thanks to careless taxidermy, some possessions <clears throat> on display are quite valuable. Uh-huh. uh I'll just give it to you guys. Uh, there is a magical hammer. Oh, wow. Magical shovel?
1: He said hammer. <laughs> He's speaking to oh, your hammer. other heart
0: what what other heart oh the a mass helmet jesus yeah i mean yeah, i'm he sure
1: he can channel some kind of spirit that's
4: mass helmety <laughs> i could tape the hammer on the end of the shovel
1: that sounds very mass <laughs> helmet of
0: uh this is a dwarf bond hammer In the hands of a dwarf, this plus one warhammer functions as a plus two returning warhammer. It can be hurled with a 20-foot range increment. When hurled, a dwarf bond hammer gains an extra 1d8 points of damage against creatures of the giant subtype. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. You find a set of ivory goat figurines, uh, which are figurines of wondrous power.
1: Oh, those, are, those things, like, they conjure something, right? They usually, like... uh you like I, the
0: griffin like, that you've been griffin. ignoring.
1: Dude, <laughs> I, I know. It's like, I forget. There's a lot of things. <laughs> I
0: know. We've got so much stuff. But and do we, we really need level, level, another, we so much like, stuff. NPC in the mix? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in fact, let's add three more. Uh These figurines come in threes. Each goat of this trio looks slightly different from the others, and each has a different function. The Goat of Traveling, this statuette provides a speedy and enduring mount equal to that of a heavy horse in every way except appearance. The Goat can travel for a maximum of one day each week continuously or in any combination of periods totaling 24 hours. At this point or when the command word is uttered, it returns to its statuette form for no less than one day before it can again be used. The Goat of Travail. This statuette becomes an enormous creature, larger than a bull, with the statistics of a nightmare, which is, I think, like a, like a, like one of those like fiery horses. Yeah, like a ghostly uh, horse. Yeah, except for the addition of a pair of wicked horns of exceptional size. Uh, damage is one d8 plus four for each horn. Uh, if it is charging to attack, it may only use its horns, but add six points of damage to each successful attack in that round. It can it can be called to life just once per month for up to twelve hours at a time the Goat of Terror. That was my nickname. Basically. Oh, yeah. When called upon with the proper command word, the statuette becomes a Destreer-like mount with the statistics of a light horse. However, its rider can employ the goat's horns as weapons. One horn as a plus three heavy mace and the other as a plus five long swords. I guess they, like, detach? Or, or you just make attacks for them? I don't know. When ridden in an attack when ridden in an attack against an opponent. The Goat of Terror radiates fear as the spell in a 30-foot radius. DC 16 uh, partially negates. It can be used once every two weeks for up to three hours per use. Those are the ivory goat figurines of wondrous power. Uh, And then, we've got a magical robe. Go on. I think our genus is already wearing a robe of arcane heritage. These elegant dark purple robes are usually decorated with gold stitching, suggesting a particular sorcerer bloodline, though some might indicate a family tree. When a sorcerer dons a robe of arcane heritage, the stitching pulls itself apart and reweaves to match their particular sorcerer bloodline. The wearer treats their sorcerer level as four higher than normal for the purpose of determining what bloodline powers they can use and their effects. You also find a mummified disembodied hand. Uh, attached by attached to a leather cord uh, you identify it as a hand of glory you can you hang it around uh, a creature's neck and it functions as a neck slot wondrous item uh, if a magic ring is placed on one of the fingers of the hand the wearer benefits from the ring as if wearing it herself and it does not count against her two ring limit the hand can wear, only one ring at a time, even without a ring, the hand itself allows its wearer to use daylight and sea invisibility each, once per day. So, yeah, like, just extra ring slot. Very at the cost cool. of your next slot. Well, I mean, you're still getting once per day daylight and sea invisibility with your next slot. Right. But, but yeah. And rings
1: usually are more powerful than <clears throat> the next slots.
0: It, I mean, it depends, but there's a lot more types of rings, I think. Yeah, it... It depends on what your priorities are, but yeah, like it gives you like an like if you're like, oh man, if I could only wear three rings, it'd be awesome. I would even give up my next slot for it. Then yeah. Uh you also find a magical crown. Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> you identify this as a major crown of blasting. So on command, this simple golden crown projects a blast of searing light. 5D8 maximized for 40 points of damage once per day. What? That seems OP as shit.
4: Yeah, it's just
3: once per day you make a touch attack and deal 40 damage.
0: That's a ranged touch attack, baby. Yep. Finally, Teobloth, getting the DC exactly, Ha! Uh, you find a secret drawer beneath the Verisian fortune teller's display and it appears to be a magical book. Hmm?
3: What kind of book? Tome of intellect,
0: maybe?
4: A book of shovels, perhaps? (laughs) (laughs) Look
3: at that shovel. That is a nice
1: shovel. (laughs) It's like he opens it up and it unfolds past the normal length of the book. (laughs) I just
3: figured it's a coffee table book showing just a bunch of really nice
0: shovels. (laughs) Dude, before I tell you what kind of book... I'm going to need a fortitude save from you. Oh, lovely. Ooh. um
1: yes do uh, it
3: no i was i was debating something uh 29
1: i was hoping you would put the bonus on your fortitude mm-hmm.
3: i was I, that's what i was thinking of doing but yeah i've decided against it
1: yeah
0: all right yeah this book was coated with black lotus extract which is a contact poison oh <laughs> Uh, But you made your Fortitude save, which is awesome because it deals 1d6 con damage per tick. Yeah, Black Lotus is no fucking joke. It's like 4,500 gold for one dose. It's like insane. But yeah, after that you identify this as a Manual of Bodily Health plus 2. That means that after you finish reading this book, which I think takes 24 hours of consecutive reading, your Constitution score will just go up by 2 permanently oh what oh that's nice yeah uh this thick tome contains tips on health and fitness but entwined within the words is a powerful magical effect if anyone reads this book which takes a total of uh, 48 hours over a minimum of six days they gain an inherent bonus of plus two uh it could go up to plus five. This one's only plus two, sorry, to their constitution score. Once the book is read, the magic disappears from the pages and it becomes a normal book.
3: Damn. Yeah, the plus two is only worth 55,000 gold. Yeah. Whoa. These manuals are not cheap. <laughs> well, no. so
2: the question is, would that be more worth it to just sell? I would say absolutely not.
1: Yeah, I'm inclined yeah, to also I would... say not, even though Utra probably doesn't want it.
2: Instead,
0: you could give it to Elxy. No. Fuck that noise. <laughs> <laughs> She's
3: blind. She can't read anyway.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Did I mention it's all Braille? She's an elk. She can't read anyways. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Matt, was that you saying that or Tia Bluff? Yes. <laughs> <'Cause>, uh, yeah. <laughs> all well,
1: right. No uh, one's going to be reading it right now, so.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh, honestly, I'm going to say that between, like, I, I imagine that was Tiablith identifying all these, all these items with his, uh, Oracle or, uh, occultist touch thing. And that's like a, that's like a minute each. Uh, and then like you guys would have been like searching these display cases once you realize that there's like, Hey, there's like actually a lot of sweet shit in this room. Uh, so I'd say by the time you're done, uh, identifying the last of, uh, the loot. You guys only have like about a minute left before the walls disappear. Well, the wall of force was a lot
3: lower duration anyway, right? It's just the ice we're waiting on.
0: The uh, same duration. Each one's a minute per level, I think. Oh, I thought you said the wall of force was a round per yeah, level. Yeah, I thought you said round oh. per level. No, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, uh, the wall um, of force would have disappeared after a little over a minute, but then the yeah, the wall of ice just has about a minute left. But Kish is like. Kishki's don't give a fuck. He'll just walk through it if he has to. But if you guys are willing to wait, he'll hold Elksy's antler <laughs> and wait. All right. I guess we can wait for him. All right. And we'll pick it up here next week on the okay. Inspired Competence Podcast. Ooh. See ya. Good job, boys. See ya. See
4: ya. See ya.